is this hit that line. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me momentarily, Ben Woodhouse, Nicholas Carr, Austin Gray. We are back for week three. Um, I will just go ahead and, and, and get this out of the way. I, I I don't know how you you have come to this decision, but if you tailed me last week, I'm so sorry because uh it was it was a mess. Um Never a doubt with Oregon, but um, Mississippi State, Arizona, and uh, dear God, UCF uh, screwed me. Um, but hey, if you're uh, if you're getting screwed with uh, some absurd insurance rates or uh, some terrible uh, customer service, hit up Davis McCord of State Farm. He is your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I mentioned tailing me is a terrible decision, um, but we are here to talk gambling. But before we get to that, the one thing you do not need to gamble with is whether or not it is time for a vasectomy or time to perform in the clutch. If you're wanting to learn more about that or in search of treatments, for men's health, look no further than Dr. Michael Jennings at Clinical Urology Associates. Dr. Jennings, an Ole Miss graduate and a fellow gambler every Saturday, is here to make that difficult time of a vasectomy easier on you, now offering special in-office sedation for vasectomy patients. They are also offering minimally invasive surgery, including the use of advanced laparoscopic procedures and the Da Vinci robot. He, along with his team of medical professionals, Look forward to providing excellent health care to the people of the great state of Alabama and beyond as they accept all forms of insurance. So it is not only the Yellowhammer State. You can go down there if you live in Tennessee, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, wherever. They take them all. So go all in and lay the points with them at one of their five locations in North Alabama and keep your health in the black. Give Dr. Jennings a call. 256-492-4040 extension. Four. Gentlemen, we are uh, slowly but surely creeping towards ourselves getting back in the black. How are we doing? Doing good, man. Just ready for another week. I, I feel like this is a little bit more of a uh, – the season's kind of getting here for Ole Miss. We're week three of what I would consider the preseason, but playing a Power 5 opponent on the road – should be fun, even though Georgia Tech, like as we said in the first show, is really bad. I'm looking forward to to watching Ole Miss play an ACC team. Yeah, and one that we we played them, I think, one time in the regular season. We were in the same conference as them for 62 years. That just blows my mind. We played them in three bowl games, only one regular season game though, so it's pretty cool. Hopefully we have more success against Georgia Tech than the last Mississippi team that faced Georgia Tech. Oh. Orange Bowl. I, I, I said it, getting back closer and closer to getting in the black, if I would do my best and pull my head out of my ass, we would already be in the black because I am one in six. Right now heading into week three, We've got Nicholas at four and three, Ben four, two and two, Austin three, three and one. Um, Austin and Nick had some really good weeks. Um, Austin almost pulled it off and 
and got a uh, three for there, but UNC pushed. Um, and then Ben and I both went one and two. All right, Nick, let's go ahead and jump into it. We don't need to waste any more time. Let's talk week three. Yep, all right, 11 a.m. This is uh SEC game starts off, 11 a.m. Georgia travels to South Carolina. I'll double-check the line here. I'm seeing on ESPN it's minus 24 and a half in this game. So, uh, yeah, let me let me double-check that for us all. Yeah, the right number. Yeah, my, you can get minus 24 and a half or minus 25. Uh, it's 11 a.m. kick. Uh, I'll go first. I – I mentioned it earlier in the week when it was at 24 and a half as something that I was given a look, but I don't even think it's because of South Carolina. I think it's because of the play calling and what they're doing offensively. They have yet to kind of just hand it off, give it to Spencer Rattler and just let him cook. Uh, they just, I don't know. I just feel like they're trying to do too much offensively. And Georgia's so good defensively and just so good overall. I just don't know if they can score enough to cover that because I think Georgia's going to have their way. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a run of maybe two, three, four years where this game was really tight, and there were some times where South Carolina pulled it off. I, I just – I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to touch it with real money or a lock, but you said it's at 27 and a half? 24 and a half. 24 oh it's still 24 and a half okay I, yeah i i mean if this is a 41 10 game are you surprised i just no not at all man i i'm just gonna say georgia covers that's as much as as highly as i spoke of south carolina which i mean they can still be fine um they showed some life last week but yeah i'm just going georgia so Bill SB Plus has this as a thirty-eight to thirteen final, so like it's dead on the the uh, the number. Matter of fact, it's it's also has like a zero point three differential in the total. Complete stay away from for me here. If I had to play it, I would lay the points and close my eyes. Uh, no, no analysis. I mean, this is. Uh, I don't think that Spencer Rattler can do enough to keep South Carolina close enough that you wouldn't be, you know. You clenching your fist mm-hmm. the entire game, worried that whether or not they're going to cover. So I'll lay the points. Yeah, same for me. I uh, I really can't find a single spot on the field where South Carolina has an edge, even at quarterback. I mean, coming into the year, I said Rattler was the biggest upgrade at that position in college football. And I, I still think he is or, or could be, but he's underperformed so far. Now, in his defense, South Carolina's offensive line is not giving him any time. They're not giving him much help at all. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to get better this week against the, the nasty Georgia defense and, and a nasty front seven. Uh, I think South Carolina's offensive and defensive lines may be the worst in the SEC outside of Vanderbilt. That does not bode well in a matchup against uh, Georgia, obviously. And to make matters worse, South Carolina lost uh, – starting middle linebacker and starting edge rusher for the year with ACL injuries. So, you know, any hope of keeping Georgia in the 20s or low 30s and trying to win a shootout, I think, is is out the window. I don't know what game plan Beamer's going to try here. I, I don't know how you attack Georgia when you have the deficiencies that South Carolina has 
uh, I'm I'm staying away. Just a too big of a number in conference play, but I don't see any reason to think South Carolina can can keep can keep up. Um, even at it's above twenty four and a half now, right? Twenty five. Yeah, it's either twenty four and a half or twenty five. I mean, yeah. Either I mean, way, that's it's, three it's, touchdowns and a field goal. You could yeah, throw it's, this it's in a, a teaser and and tease it down to like fourteen and a half. Yeah, I mean, twenty five is real good about in, that in conference play against anybody not named Vandy. But again, tell me, tell me how South Carolina stays within shouting distance here. I just I don't see it. So I'm gonna go ahead and lock in a number here. It's it's not the one we've been talking about. Because you guys just convinced me, and I went back and looked. I mean, Georgia's given up three points to Oregon, okay, in the season opener in, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And they give up zero points. Granted, it was to an FCS team. doesn't matter. Georgia will gladly slow things down, take the yard of the ball if they need to. They're not going to need to. And I, I'm just don't – I'm not seeing uh, – maybe maybe Ben, you mentioned, or, or Zach, you said it was, you know, 38-13 was kind of the projected score. I don't see South Carolina getting 13. Okay, that number's under the total I'm seeing here of 55 and a half, and or 55, excuse me. I don't see South Carolina getting 13, and I don't think that Georgia's going to run it up past 40 on them. So I feel like that number's going comfortably under. So I'm going to lock in under 55. I'm seeing like a 41-10 type game, even 38-7. I, I just don't – I think Georgia covers. I do not think South Carolina's going to get more than two touchdowns. And I, and I really don't see Georgia just piling it on because they're not going to have to. I mean, Georgia, they did against Oregon a little bit in that first game. It was just because of how much better they were than Oregon. But, I mean, they could win it by a similar score and still not go over the, the number of 55 here. Mm. So, all right. Yeah, make sure that's locked in for me again. Under 55, I think, is the, kind of the consensus number I see. Uh, mm. I see 54 and a half, but that's minus 115, so I won't do that. Or 55 and a half, excuse me. Uh, all right, next game is uh, this line stinks to high heaven. It's a Nebraska team that has a new coach because their old coach was fired uh, two weeks before they would have saved $7.5 million. Oklahoma travels to Nebraska. Big noon kickoff. OU minus 11.5. This line stinks to me. Yeah, I think it should be like 15.5. What are we missing? Like I'm what? a sucker for a sucker bet. Lock me in. You want oh, you want Nebraska? Go. No. Oh, okay. You want Oklahoma? Let me make sure yeah. that that's that's the right number. <laughs> I just I, I guess they're they're winning winning one for the Gipper here with the new head coach. I I can't I, figure I, that I out. I saw it at eleven, Nick. But I mean, I, I see I see ten and a half. Yeah, give me ten and a half. Then, like, I don't. I don't under, I don't see this at all. I mean, Casey Thompson is going to lead Nebraska to a win over Oklahoma with an a an assistant coach now leading the team this week. No way. Yeah. No way. I, I mean, mean, Scott Frost is not the reason. I mean, he may be the reason the program's in the shape it's in, but he's not the reason they're losing games. And to me, it doesn't look like he's that necessarily involved in the decision. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't think they're going to like turn it on and suddenly have 580 yards of offense and play with Oklahoma. Like no chance. Uh, I'll lay the points on the road. I, I took Nebraska under eight and a half in the preseason or whatever. That's definitely going to hit. I mean, they Holy don't have a coach. 
yeah, lock of the year. And then uh, even though Duke is not, and I acted like that was, but that's not the point. Um, no way, no way, no way Nebraska keeps it with it. And, and they will because this is the biggest sucker bet on the board. I mean, it, there's no reason it should be this close to me, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to take it anyway. Lock of the cinch. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. I, Nebraska is 124th in the country in total defense. Um, mm. Giving up just shy of 500 yards per game. Um, inflated because Georgia Southern put up 642 last week. Um, I think this is Vegas preying on people remembering last year's 23-17 win and Nebraska kept it close, and they were really battling. Dude, this is uh, Brent Venables, Dylan Gabriel, that offense. They are licking their chops to get after this team. And, yeah, I think Nebraska stinks. Yeah, I think narratives around this game have influenced the number quite a bit here. And narratives sometimes do matter, and and obviously they can influence spreads, so they're worth paying attention to. But – I, I I don't see how Oklahoma can be under two touchdowns here. I mean, what I, what you hear from national pundits and others about this game is that they're going to see an inspired effort from the team after Frost got fired and, you know, they're rejuvenated and the coaching staff's coaching for their jobs. And it is a home game and Nebraska fans will turn out. They always turn out. That home field advantage is worth something. But I, I, I don't. I don't see how Oklahoma can be under two touchdowns here. I just don't. I think Lebby and company, although they haven't looked, you know, sharp in the first couple of weeks, are certainly capable of putting up a big number on this Nebraska defense yeah. who uh, has struggled, struggled against Northwestern. I mean, Northwestern, not exactly an offensive powerhouse. Duke, you know, controlled and contained the Northwestern offense last week. Uh, I expect Oklahoma to be able to, to do the same. Uh, I don't it's a rivalry game, I, I'm so with ben. if, if yeah. they can pour it on, they're going to. I'm with Ben here. I, it does stink to me, but I, I just don't know how you can justify Oklahoma coming in less than two touchdowns here. No, that's that's a line that, that jumped out to me. I It's not one I wanted because, you know, of, of the obvious, you know, new head, new new coach and all that stuff, but it's a line that that was one of the first things I saw was this line seemed crazy to me. And I mean, Oklahoma say what you will about them, what they do in the college football playoff. They, they still have a different type player than Nebraska's guy. Yeah. And and they've had, a, they've had it for years. So, all right. Another line that sinks to me and I'm not going to lock it in because I don't know, BYU is coming off of a pretty emotional home win last week against uh, Baylor. They're playing another team's green and yellow. They go to Oregon, two thirty kick on, on Fox. This line also stinks to me. Oregon's ranked 25th, BYU's 12th, Oregon minus three and a half. Mm. I feel like this is a big letdown spot. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that It has all the makings of that. Um, Oregon put it on. I don't even remember who. I locked them in last week. I can't remember who they played, but they put it on them. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Oregon's offense, though. Um BYU is bad. I don't know. It's hard to maybe I'm talking out both sides of my mouth here. It's a letdown spot, but Kalani Sataki is going to have them ready. They are literally and figuratively a very mature team because half their roster are 
35 years old. Um, but the caveat, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney are still not back. Um, so two guys that they really need on offense and they really had to scratch and claw against Baylor last week. I Wait, had they been ruled out this week definitively or do we know? So this was ESPN, Chris Felica the Bear says he believes there's a good chance they will be again without them. So not official. So maybe they do play. But um so yeah, sorry. Not not officially ruled out. But if they are definitely not in, I I might circle back to this one. Uh, in Austin Stadium, it never rains there, but you know it's gonna rain. Um but yeah, this one this one's tricky to me. This one's a little tricky. Um, I don't know. Oregon still I, questions about the offense, but tricky spot for BYU. Yeah, it's a very tricky spot here. And if you subscribe to the body blows theory, which which I tend to, BYU has had a tough run so far this season. And, and last game against Baylor was a slugfest. I mean, late in that game, Baylor leaned on BYU um, down the stretch. Now, Baylor's got a really good offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Really good offensive (laughs) line, good defensive line as well. But I I wouldn't be surprised if BYU is still feeling some bumps and bruises going into this one, whereas Oregon absolutely threw it into cruise control last week relatively early. And you would think has had their eye on this one ever since the Georgia loss to open the season. Um, If BYU's two receivers, as Zach mentioned, are out, I, I like the Ducks here. If they play, it's a different story for me because these are potentially NFL guys. I mean, BYU mm-hmm. doesn't really have playmakers on the outside. Um, Puka Nakua, for sure. Yeah, Nakua is good. And, and, you know, Romney is a matchup nightmare. He may not be an NFL receiver, but he's a big guy, veteran guy, physical mm-hmm. player, um, can bail you out in the red zone, right? If he's not in, I, I, I don't know. What does what BYU do, do to, to put up points here? I just don't know that they have the playmakers to keep pace with Oregon. Now, look, Oregon's not as talented on the outside as they have been in years past. But I think they're better than BYU if those two guys are out of the game. It's a huge home field advantage here off a tough game for BYU. Feels like uh, a letdown spot. Maybe you get a flat effort out of BYU and, and Oregon wins by a touchdown or 10. So is that a discipline issue for Nakua and Romney? No, both injuries. Injuries, I think. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, Nakua's uh, well, right ankle. I don't know what Romney – They've not mentioned it's they're keeping that under wraps, whatever it is. And one thing to think about here, different defense, but Dan Lanning, defensive guy that got some stud. Uh, Sewell's a really good linebacker. Uh, Justin Flo, um, solid front seven. BYU only ran for 83 yards last week, 2.5 yards per rush. Back-to-back games against defensive-minded head coaches, might circle back to this one. Might be thinking about the under here, but yeah, this one so this one's have, far more interesting than I thought it'd be. Oh, it's gonna be a good game. If yeah, this is one of the best the, games of the day, I think. Oh, there's no doubt. I hate that the Ole Miss game it overlaps this and what I think is the other best game, probably that Penn State Auburn. At least kind of interesting, but I oh, hate this that is one thousand percent screen too. Oh, for yeah. sure. I don't know if you guys have looked at BYU's schedule. Okay. Just go a quick rundown. You know, they've just beaten Baylor. They're ranked Brutal. Brutal. going on the road Brutal. to Oregon. They get Wyoming and Utah State. They should be wins. 
They go to Notre Dame, which, you know, we don't know what Notre Dame's got at this point. I mean, we, we know they don't have a ton, um, but Notre still, Dame obviously still on the road. Still, yeah, still talented. I mean, that'll be so. Let's say they beat them, though. And they're going, they host Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about game day in this Provo. Could yeah, they host Arkansas. Day, the same day what we play the? Auburn, 10 15. They, they host, host Arkansas, Arkansas in October. Yeah, yeah middle of this SEC. This could be month. a. I mean, if, if Arkansas can win against what A&M, is let's, doing? let's say they let's say they lose <laughs> to Bama, that's still a top twelve matchup. I'm I'm, I'm thinking, it's assuming that BYU beats Oregon right? yeah. this, this upcoming week. When's the last time I game mean, day went to Provo? Back I mean, I'm when, like, sure Luke Staley was playing. But what a, what a crazy! I just I'm just looking at that BYU schedule. So they've I, you, you talk about a letdown spot, Austin, and and I don't disagree, or or, or Zach, I don't disagree. But at the same time, they've just got to get up for one more game, and then they can let it on cruise control until that Notre Dame game mm-hmm. in, in early October. So they've just got to get through this, and then they've got Wyoming and Utah State both at home. I, I mean, yeah, it is a letdown spot, and it, it almost certainly will be a letdown spot. But if they get through this, they're staring at you know a top seven or eight ranking and going into the South Bend. So here, let me. Who are you picking, Nick? Um. I'm going BYU. I think they'll. I think they'll cover. I mean, they, they just got to stick within a field goal. Yeah, I think they win the game yeah. outright. I would. I think that's I would a good them pick. Probably, what, plus yeah. one thirty-five or so. I think this right. is a. I think this line is super tight, super sharp, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I subscribe to the body blows theory too, and I also think that Oregon, except for maybe quarterback, is probably more talented than BYU. In most yeah. skill positions, yep. they play at home. They've got a great home field advantage, typically. I mean, I think they've won like 20-something straight games at Alton. And then and, and um, BYU's coming off a game against Baylor, which Baylor lost a lot of guys from last year. But that, other than Alabama, Baylor is the only team last season that beat Ole Miss up. And mm-hmm. so – um, I those guys didn't just all of a sudden become not physical overnight. Now they mm-hmm. may not have the great players, but they still practice with with those guys the year before. It's a very close line. I mean, I'll I'll take BYU to cover, but I think Oregon wins it. Like I think this is like a one point game, two point game. Yeah. So real quick, we were talking uniforms before we hit the record button, and my my uh-huh. gut was right. The last time game day was in Provo was when they were still wearing the Navy jerseys. They hadn't moved oh, wow. to the powder. Um, so it was yeah. 2009. That was no when kid. BYU – 13 years. BYU was 16th in the country. That was when number seven TCU and the Red Dragon, Andy Dalton, came to town and put oh, it the on Mid- Mountain West game? Yeah, that was back when Andy Dalton and them were trying to get BCS title game. Yeah, put it on them 38-7. Um, so, yeah, 2009. Haven't they were they were part of game day 2020, but that was in Conway at Coastal. Mm, yeah, so, I know we got to move on from BYU, like but I just one one theory about them is because they're and they may not be this year, but because they're typically older than everybody else, you get a much more even kill, very le- far less letdowns from them. Like they they stay the course. It's more business like it feels to me. Anybody else? They just don't quite have the as good of players. 
I mean, they're talented yeah. this year, and yeah. I like BYU, and I think they can beat Oregon, and I think they can beat Arkansas, and I think they can beat Notre Dame, but I think they would be the lesser team in all three of those games. Like, I, I think they're going to have lesser talent than all those opponents, but enough that they can win the game. For sure. What would you What would you get for this game to be starting at 9-15 on Saturday? Oh, my God, dude. I, See, I, I was hoping this not. was going to be the after-dark variety. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't I don't know why it's they're starting this game at twelve thirty in yeah. in Eugene. That that stinks. Like that's not and a BYU is not made for the daylight. No, well I was gonna say we, we mentioned Oregon's home field advantage and they still will have one, but it would be a hell of a that's lot a more point. if it were at seven PM, you know? Yeah, agree. Oh, man. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. All right, next next two thirty kick, and this is I think this is going to be one of the better games of the day, not because it's like two great football teams, because it's just two different teams. And, you know, we saw it last year. It was a good game. It was a whiteout game up in uh, uh, State College. Penn State travels to Auburn. I mean, this, is, this is a sharp line to me. Penn State let minus three. Mm. <sighs> boy, boy, boy. Um. Mm. I, this one's so weird. I mm-hmm. uh, we watched Chuck Sizzle damn near beat Clifford, Penn State. Clifford's not great. No, and he was really good that last drive against Purdue, but like yeah, yeah. he wasn't good the rest of the game. He was yeah. abysmal. Um golly, and I still don't the know. The pick what to is think Auburn money, by the way. Oh, okay. Um it's probably, probably about one thirty. Let me double check that. What's the spread again? It's minus three, and the money Auburn? is gonna be uh, Penn State minus three. Money oh, line is yeah. Auburn plus one thirty. Golly, I I think if you're betting it, and I don't think you should. I don't. I don't see it being like super close. Auburn losing by one or two points. I think you're right, Dan. If you want to bet yeah. on Auburn, go ahead and take and, and take the money line. I, I ain't touching this one, but I'm going Penn State. I I don't know. I Penn State probably has. A little more talent in certain spots that matter. I is TJ Finley good enough to win? I mean, it's at home. Jordan Hare gets gets wild, but I don't know. I have a maybe I'm going against my gut here and just saying Penn State just because I suck at picks right now. I don't know if you've seen what Auburn's done, you guys. I mean, last week against San Jose State, oh, they, they lit the world on fire last week. Yeah, and their leading receiver. Uh, on the season has seven catches. I mean, they've just uh, – and can anyone tell me who the leading receiver? It's not Tank Bigsby. He has five. Anybody know who the guy with seven catches is for Auburn? If I gave you 50 guesses. Nope. nope. No idea. Yeah, exactly. It's Javaris Johnson. Sure. Past that, it's mm. a tight end named John Samuel Schinker and another wide receiver mm. named Shedrick Jackson. Never heard no of those idea. guys in my life. Never. These guys have, uh, you know, 158 <laughs> yards, 64 yards, 64 yards. I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball like a little bit. I mean, Tank Bigby can't be your entire offense, I don't think. If, if they're going to have to, you know, ask TJ Finley to get back there and throw the ball around, I don't foresee things going too well for them. I mean, I, yeah, they're talented and stuff, and the defense is going to probably keep them in some games. But, uh, you know, if they're giving up 16 points, they're winning 24-16 over San Jose State. Penn State's a whole different ball game. I mean, that's three levels up on the the talent discrepancy between them and San Jose State. So I take I take new lines. Are y'all are y'all familiar with the uh, Dimers bot? You know what I'm talking about? 
it's like a um anyway it's a simulation machine that ran this game uh ten thousand times do you know what the in the uh, average predicted outcome is for this game 25 to 25 Oh, so you're getting ten thousand simulations. Give me, give me the home team. There's not really a lot to say here. One thing that that concerns me about taking Auburn is, you know, they typically have a pretty good home field advantage, and it can get loud there. And they beat Ole Miss last year by some crazy. I guess we just had no receivers left in this night, but the worst, they, the worst um, officiated game of the season. It was, yeah. it yeah. was. Um, but um, Auburn, and they're not really into it. At the same time, though. You know, Penn State traveling. They they may not even get to land close to Auburn. Like they may have to land some like in Birmingham, maybe or somewhere and bus in. I'm not really sure, but anyway, I, I I think it's just weird enough that Auburn can pull it or just give me the points. I won't play the money line. Give me Auburn plus three. I mean, I guess Penn State can pull it out on a last second field goal, but they really shouldn't have beat Purdue. Like Penn State should not have won that game. And talk uh, about a bad officiating game. And I, I think that Auburn. Except for, but for Purdue's, Purdue's quarterback, Auburn's obviously going to have more talent than those guys, literally at every spot. So than Purdue, I, I just here in this game, I don't think Penn State's quarterback's good enough to go on the road to beat a traditional middle to high end SEC program uh, at two thirty. Uh, I'm going to take Auburn. Well, I guess they could win, but I don't think he's going to blow them out. Give me Auburn in the points. Is the is the diner spot could be considered mainstream media? If so, you can't trust it. So true. I would just go with your gut. I um, I prefer the OAN bot. Um, <laughs> so I think you you hit on it initially, Ben, with your first comment. This is such a high variance game for me that I think you bet maybe both at the same time. You bet Auburn money line and Penn State alt line minus like ten. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't – it's either an Auburn outright win or Penn State cruises because Auburn can't score. Um, so, Zach, I think you touched on it. Auburn won 24-16 over San Jose State last week. Um, San Jose State beat Portland State by four to open the season. No. Portland Portland State lost to Washington 52-6 to last week. So, I know the transitive property is gets – weird in football sometimes i understand that but we don't have much other data to go on at this point and i just don't think uh an eight point win over sjsu is very impressive at all i do think auburn can make it interesting by they're they're kind of rotating quarterbacks at this point i don't know that it's a full-on like Mm -hmm. um, every other series rotation but they are giving ashford i think looks in the wildcat that kind of throws a wrinkle in things but still i you know, Penn State's defense is good enough to be prepared for that, and and they're going to be the most talented defense Auburn has faced so far this season. Auburn's home field is worth something. I mean, obviously, it, it will be probably a raucous crowd and environment. I just think Penn State's the better team, top to bottom. It's a stay away for me, but if you want to play it, I, I, if I if I do get yeah. involved, give me an alt line at Penn State minus seven, and I'll take Auburn on the money line and try to split the difference there and make some money on either side. And whoever yeah. Auburn's receiver is, Joey Porter Jr. is going to shut him down. Yeah, he's good. Hmm. I just don't oh, know how Auburn scores. A, I mean, are we crazy not yeah, to be, same. like, hitting the under here? Was it 47 no, and a half? It's 40, yeah, Paulson says uh, 47 and a half. So, so 
that's, that's low, just a but, low number in college. Football. Yeah, but like Brian Harson's is not known for like having outrageous line. I mean, last year was twenty eight to twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I, Auburn did hold them to like, if over. I remember right, they held them to like seventy five yards rushing. So, I mean, there's just so much more athletic than who Penn State typically plays. I know Penn State's kind of the in a different level than most Big Ten teams as far as athleticism. Auburn's still like they're just good up front. I mean, they that's just mm-hmm. like they're they will be until college Forever. football no longer exists. Exactly. It always are exactly. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you guys have looked at the slate. There, there's some duds this week. I mean, UConn plays Michigan. Kentucky hosts Youngstown State. Texas State goes to Baylor. Just looking at the 230 slate, there's ULM in Alabama, Liberty Wake Forest, Toledo at Ohio State. I mean, Pine Bluff at Oklahoma State, Missouri State at Arkansas. I'm, I'm getting there, guys. Hang on. Akron is laying – excuse me, is getting 47.5 points in Knoxville mm-hmm. in case you just want to bet on a, a team that's almost a seven-point – seven-touchdown underdog. Finally, a decent game. I mean, there's just, like I said, some duds this weekend. Michigan State goes to Washington. Oh, yeah. They're the ranked team, Michigan State is, but <laughs> they're getting three Foul. points in Seattle. Yeah, this one's uh, this one's juicy. Um, I like Washington here. Ooh. Um, up in Seattle – Michael Penix season back off the ACL injury. Uh, I know the offense was really clicking last week. I I kind of feel like that place can get a little weird. Um, I mean, you don't just stroll into Alaska Airlines field That's and, right. and get a dub. Um, you know the boats are going to be out. People are going to be uh getting their yacht on, getting their knot on, as the Nard Dog would say. Um. I don't know. I mean, we were talking about this earlier today or maybe yesterday. Michigan State's ranked, what, 11th in the country? Mm-hmm. How? Why? Yeah. <laughs> How in the world? Like, that's almost as well, dumb as Florida well, going from unranked to top 15. They they pay their head coach a lot of money, guys. I mean, that's how. That's true. Yeah, that's, they, 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 bid against, they bid against no one last year. That man earned the collective college football you know, coaching fraternity. He earned them so much money every uh, year. Fin- the finesse king yeah every yeah. single coach should send him the nicest christmas ham i mean he earned every single coach about an extra million dollars a year um and, and probably has one of the hardest recruiting picks out there he does the photo shoots with uh his uh pitbull and nice. he'll have like recruits stand next to him and it's pretty dope um yeah i'm a huge mel tucker fan but man they were Last year, the Spartans were single-digit underdogs four times. They won all four games outright. Um, their only loss as an underdog last year was a 19-and-a-half-point dog at Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State was really good last year. Um, man, I, I don't know. I, maybe, they had maybe a really just, good running back last year, though. Uh, that's yeah, very I mean, true. he was an NFL guy, big time, very good. Okay, they don't, I, they look, don't have that this year. I'm going I'll, Washington just because I suck, and I'm just going the opposite. Yeah, I'm 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 not. I'm I'm taking Michigan State. They're gonna win this game outright. I know we're all saying why are they ranked, why this, why that, and I agree with y'all. They they are better than Washington. Mm-hmm. This is the largest discrepancy in the of the lines for Bill C's SP plus. 
This is like an 11 point difference. It's picking Michigan State to win by like eight points on the road. Um, that their running back averages like over seven yards a carry. They they have not played anybody. They beat Akron and like Western Michigan Western. or something. But their mm-hmm. their their first two games are better than Washington's, who played Portland State and Kent State. So like it, we don't really know anything. And they gave up twenty to Kent State. Washington did. I mean, I'll, I'll take the points with Michigan State. Give me the three. But I really do think they win this game outright. I think the Vegas is wrong here, and I think that the ranked team is going to win. Not that this matters, but can anyone name anybody on Michigan State's team? Uh, Bird is the running back. Who? Oh, the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the running, back, running back, Charles Rogers. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just doing the dumb thing where it's like I'm just going opposite, but I don't know. No, no. I, I think y'all are I mean, right. Wa- I mean, there's a reason that Washington is favorite, reason, yeah. but I, I, I'm going against the grain here. Like every single metric says that Michigan State should win. I, I you know, Mel Tucker is a coach that knows how to coach in these tight games. I mean, you just said it yourself. They were, you know, single point dogs or touchdown or less dogs in four games last year, and they won them all outright. He must be a good coach. Yeah, Ben. What what's the projected score from SP Plus? Um, hang on, like twenty nine, twenty two, maybe. Yeah, look. see, that's the number I'm thinking. I'm leaning more on is the under here. I'm seeing it fifty six and a half. Twenty nine, twenty two is project. Yeah, yeah, six. That's six point one under. That's yeah. five. Yeah, five points under that. I I mean, I just think, I think this game's played in the twenties. Well, to get to the twenties, it, it would it would you know. Take some do, take some doing to get over fifty six and a half. It's not a line. I don't think I'm going to lock in. But yeah, you talk about Mel Tucker being kind of a defense guy. I mean, I don't I don't know the weather for Washington. If, if I told you it was going to be you know gross, it wouldn't surprise me. But it wouldn't surprise me at all to see this game be uh, like twenty seven twenty four or you know, even thirty to twenty four. Still goes under the fifty six number. So that's a game I would I would consider looking at the under. I. I actually think Michigan State's going to win this one too. I think that there's a reason um, that they're ranked as highly as they are. I mean, obviously, I don't think Vegas doesn't consider them that much, but I do think Michigan State's pretty talented. I mean, I haven't seen it yet out of Washington. I mean, I really, uh, Penix Jr. is pretty good, and he got it out at the right time uh, out of Indiana, but I, I still don't know how great they are. And I think that Michigan State defense is pretty salty still. So, uh, all right. This is last maybe maybe two more um, daily games. Did Austin go season, there? But, Austin, what'd you? Oh, take? I'm sorry, Austin. Go ahead. No, 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 I don't have anything to add, guys. I, I don't. I have no idea. I haven't watched a second of either of these teams play. Don't know anything about them. Um, I, I think it's crazy that Michigan State is ranked as high as 11, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they can't go in there and win this game outright. So I don't know. It's a complete stay away. It is a golden rule game. I'll say that. I don't have the percentage in front of me, but over the years. If you backed a home favorite who was favored over a ranked team, you would be uh, in the money, like going back oh, 20 years time. or something. Yeah. Oh, so I'm this sure. Are, I'm this sure. applies. Yeah. So, uh, I kind of think Michigan State's still riding off the backs of beating Michigan last year. Like, they went out and beat Michigan, and then didn't they just get clobbered by Ohio State? 56-7. to seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that they beat Michigan in a rivalry game. 
it was a little bit weird. Michigan probably should have won the game. It was a good game. Kenneth and, Walker went off. Yeah, Kenneth yeah. Walker had an amazing game. And I kind of felt like that ranking, I know that's crazy to think rankings carry over, but they clearly do. I think that ranking is still kind of on the backs of, of the fact that they beat a good Michigan team last year, a Michigan team that ended up going to the college football playoffs. So Michigan State must have been good, even though clearly good teams don't lose 56-7, to seven, you know, yeah. two weeks after, after beating, you know, Michigan. So I, I feel like they got ranked highly at the end of last year because of that game. They stayed ranked highly in the preseason polls because of that game. And now they're just like, oh, they looked good through two weeks, and you know we've had a lot of upsets. Let's just break them up high. So, well, I mean, yeah. Do, do you, don't you think that Ole Miss could have been beat fifty-six to seven by Alabama last year? It felt that I, way. Y- y- yes, but then I don't think we could have beaten a team that went to the college football play. Like I don't think we could have also beat Georgia if that made sense. No, I agree. Like, I agree. You know, like like that just doesn't add up. I don't think you. I don't think if you're a really truly they also good lost to, to Purdue. Beat, like those are their yeah, two exactly. losses. Ohio State and Purdue. They and went they eleven sh- and two last year and beat Nebraska in OT at home. Yeah, I was about to say they should have lost to Nebraska. Oof. They beat Indiana by five points. This is a very tricky game, but I'm still going to take the points. I guess. Yeah, I might. I've talked myself out of it into it. I was going to bet it and lock it in, but now I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. All right. Speaking of teams who beat college football playoff teams last year, and a game that I mean, another line that just just smelled. This is stinky. Texas A&M is hosting eight o'clock kickoff, late kick, um, College Station hosting Miami, and they are six point favorites after just the dud of a week last week against App State. I mean, is the wrong team favorite here? <sighs> yeah, Miami's winning this game. If, if I told you that Texas A&M came out and won this game. Like twenty four to seventeen, like would you be shocked? Yes, I'd be I shocked. Mean, they still twenty four points. Well, yes, okay, true. Yes. They're still supremely <laughs> talented, though. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they've got more four and five stars than Miami. At some so point, you got to use the talent, though. Yes, like, yes, but what? But would it shock you if they did this week? You can say yes. Yes, <laughs> yes it would. Like, I can't. Give me Miami. I mean, there's the a points. reason. I, I don't. There's a I, reason I guess going to win outright. Do what? There's a reason they're favored, right? If, oh, if yeah. Vegas no, is confident. I, I agree. Then, I agree. But Miami I think Miami's going to cover. Um, n- nothing to add, really. Everybody saw AM lose to Appalachian State last week. Why and for all we can Miami think about how good line. of a program App State is, they played North Carolina close, whatever. Who should have lost to Georgia State, and then and they beat A and M on the road. App State doesn't have a single player that would be recruited by Texas A and M. I mean, maybe the quarterback that transferred from Clemson, maybe, but like they're no, no chance. It, there's a they are supremely talented. They have a thirty million dollar signing class, but you know if you cannot use them, I mean, what does it matter? I right. think Jimbo Fisher is built for a program that needs to go seven and five. Because it's like he could go that with the worst players in the country, or the obviously the best players in the country. They're you know give me Miami in the point until A and M proves me wrong, which they'll probably win fifty two to six Saturday. Give me Miami. Why wouldn't why wouldn't the play be to just go ahead and get Miami at plus one ninety eight? I, I feel like that's that's a that's a big number yeah. there. Well, here's take here's money line. another thing that that we're not considering. I would almost be more comfortable to take A&M if they were playing at Miami because 
right. it's going to get real chippy in there real fast. If if let's mm-hmm. say they come out and go three and out, the boo birds are coming out for sure. Oh, yeah. like to kick to start the game off. They they receive the kick, go three and out, punt to Miami after like third and eighteen. They'll be booing the entire. I mean, and that man, that look, stuff rattles eighteen year old players. I mean, absolutely. we can say what we want. They they hear that. Anything negative that happens in the game for a and M, you're going to hear boos. You're just uh, yes. unless they're up unless they're up forty five thirteen, which they're not going to be. You're going to hear boos. Missed they're field still goals, not going to be happy punts. at forty five thirteen. I said yeah. this last. You don't come back from getting beat by a team like App State. Oh, I was there, yeah. and I know App State's now Sunbelt or whatever. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Austin, but we were all there when Ole Miss lost to Jacksonville State. You don't yeah. really, or Louisiana, you don't really come back from that. Like, you can come back and give a good effort against the team, but the entire season is going to be known about known for losing to App State. It just is. Yep. I mean, I, if you're listening to our show, you probably already know these numbers because you're a college football like fanatic, but it just is bears repeating here. So A&M had 40 snaps last week. They threw for 97 yards. Mm. <laughs> App State possessed the ball for 41 minutes. And if you watched any of that game, App State looked like the better team for most of the game. It, it's not like App State kicked a 66-yard field goal, you know, with three seconds left to get the fluke win. Like, they controlled the lines of scrimmage in that game. Uh I don't know what A&M can do from one week to the next to fix all that. Now, it helps that they're getting their starting center back. But I don't know that he fixes every spot along the line. I mean, they're going to be better at center. They're not going to be better at tackle and guard, though. They're not going to be better at quarterback. A&M has some weapons on the outside, but they don't have anybody to get them the ball. Now, Jimbo did seem to hint at the possibility of playing Max Johnson this week, the LSU transfer. Oh, I'm sure he's going to fix everything. Yeah, and look, he's not going to be a significant upgrade over the freshman, but but I mean, if he just gives you a little more, I would worry that A and M can can control the pace enough to to maybe go above the number. But you're talking over at field goal here. I don't I don't know. I just I, again, I don't trust A and M right now laying over a field goal against anybody. Um, now, look, Miami's got glaring weaknesses, too. They got problems of their own. They were in a dogfight with Southern Miss in the first half of that game last week. I mean, in mm-hmm. the third quarter, Miami was having to use trick plays to, like, pick up first downs. This, it was not a route. The, the box score makes it look like it was a runaway. It was not. Miami struggled. Now, maybe they struggled because they were looking ahead to A&M, and struggling is still better than losing to a Sunbelt opponent, which is what A&M did. But I <laughs> – Nick, is it crazy to think that that AM can win by a touchdown? No, it's not crazy. I just don't see any signs of life there or any reason to think that right. that they are the better team at this point. I gotta take the points. So what percentage chance would y'all put that Jimbo is the coach next year to AM? Uh, really high. But next year, 100. yeah, next year maybe yet. Yeah, next year maybe he's a hundred percent. I mean, it's a hundred million dollar buyout. Like they can't. Okay, they, sure. Next year it's still ninety million though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's still yeah. some crazy number. I guess. What are you doing other than the kicking the, the can down the road? He he can't do it. it. It's obvious. Unless they run the table, I guess this year he he can't do it. His his style of play. Dude, I, I think he's is there. Antiquated. I think he's there for the next four or five years. Like I, no. I mean, that, they can thank Ross Bjork for that. Like. Look, well, I, perhaps, we used to say, 
I'm sorry, Nick. I, I used to say anyway that Kevin Sumlin's career was defined by two quarterbacks, Case Keenum and Johnny Manziel, and that you know someone should send them Christmas cards every year right. because they are the only reason he ever earned a paycheck as a head coach. Well, Jimbo now is turning into the dude that uh, whose career has been defined by one guy, Jameis Winston. Yeah, right. Like or, outside or of him, Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin and Winston. What has Jimbo done outside mm. of that team? Which, by the way, I think this is right. Somebody fact check us. I think every defensive player on that starting championship team got drafted, and they had Kelvin oh, Benjamin and Jameis Winston. So, like, if you don't win with that, there's a problem. Here, and I just F- think FPI FPI has some bugaboos. They got some warts, but according to the FPI. A&M are underdogs in seven of their final ten games, including oh, man. They, each of the next four. Sheesh. It could get squirrely for Texas A&M. They get Arkansas on a neutral site, at MSU, at Alabama, at South Carolina. What are they doing? Dude. Ole Miss, then Florida, then at Auburn. I'm I'm doing it. Just It seems wrong, but again, going opposite. I'm locking in Miami money line. Do it. Oh my God, dude! A and M at Auburn to close the season is the mid-off of the century. <laughs> the older I get, the more I realize there's just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement—that's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Dude, so this is my thought on um, – think of this, so you're rattling off a and schedule, Ole Miss – comes there when in November. If there's uh, one thing that we October. know about, is it end late of October? Yeah, yeah. So towards towards the end of the season, down the final stretch. If there's one thing we know about Lane Kippen teams is they don't get worse as the t- mm-hmm. as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. So they also have to. I mean, not only those road games, they have to play Ole Miss at home. Like we're t- with a, a veteran defense, and like I mean, this is yeah. a bad, bad, bad. Bad yeah. thing for them. I mean, I mean, on the downside, you may be looking at a five and seven season as an AM fan, but on the bright side, the next year will be the year of the fan, almost certainly. Ross Bjork is going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, <laughs> Jimbo's I can't believe they extended Jimbo. Why, why did they do that? Yeah, they are going to rename so many gates at the Texas AM Stadium next year. Mm-hmm. All it, the gates are going to. There's going to be the same, you know, this family gate and that family gate. And I mean, they're going to honor them at so many games. I just, you know, y'all, y'all may be right. He might be the coach in five Over. years. That's possible. I think, I think Texas A&M fans will bomb oil fields in Saudi Arabia 
to cause the oil here to go up before they keep him for five more years. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, that would be an yeah. unbelievable buyout. I don't know who's coming up with that. I mean, I know they they're rich. They they literally get a billion dollars like a month. The yeah, the, the from university the state. does from from the state for oil. That's what it is. The same thing with Texas. I I, I don't remember the exact number. I do I do recall it's they make more every single year than Harvard and Yale combined do off of their um, endowment, like the money they make from. <sighs> Do y'all have we talked about how they got their oil fields? Y'all know that story? Uh, they drilled for them. Please, so so the University of Texas, this is my understanding of it, and this is from me sitting next to a nice African American pastor on a plane one time at 4 30 in the morning with me, us both flying to Omaha, and he was an alum of the University of Texas. Hook and, oh, nice. and and we're sitting there and he's like, so you're an Ole Miss fan, blah, blah. He saw my shirt on. I mean, it, this was like the day of the game. I'm like, yeah, you know, we started, he said, I've been here for a, a convention and everything and, you know, really like visiting Jackson, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and we start talking about Arch Manning and Texas, that kind of stuff. And he goes, do you know how Texas got its money? And I was like, no. He said, well, the University of Texas had the state uh, created that university for wealthy people. It was like uppity folks like in the 1800s or whatever and so um but the state gave the university of texas however many thousands of acres of farmland and when the civil war happened the state said we need that farmland back to farm for the uh uh army or the the confederacy or whatever and um and so they basically took the land back just seized it back from the university But when they did, they said, we'll trade you a million acres of desert land for or however Mm. many hundreds of thousands of acres of desert land, you know, tons um, for this farmland. And so and when they did that, Texas eventually drilled on it and struck oil. So Mm. they got land that they thought was worth nothing and Mm. they traded land that's now worth nothing for like. You know, now they have a forty billion dollar endowment because of it. Is so I thought that the, was an interesting story. Is that where the term hundred acres comes from, or is that just because the campus is a hundred acres? It's a good question. I have no idea. But that was that guy's story, and he could have been completely lying to me, but I believe him. He's like a pastor and super night, and he had no reason to lie about it. He was like, No, that's exactly how they got their money. I was like, That's very cool. Good story. I'll that's, I'll remember that forever. That's wild. Yep. Um Okay, over before we move on, over under one and a half years before Jimbo's doing Dr. Pepper Fansville commercials. One and a half. Oh, man, I, I, <laughs> it's a good number. I mean, it's just a good think line. about it. He kind he kind of ran. He started the downward trend at Florida State. Got out at the right time. He's failed up much like his boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. He's failed upwards. Mm-hmm. That, that's just that's what you that's what you do in a state that's full of just trust fund idiots. Well, well good. I mean, if he if he were to do the Dr. Pepper thing, he could keep all of his maroon gear and just use that like yeah, that. Exactly. Just take the right. logos off and you can hang out with uh um what's his name? Is it the Boz? We've talked about the Boz yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I, Nick, I don't know when they're going to buy. Right. Maybe, maybe they buy out Jimbo this year if it goes that bad. But 
Is that I mean, another, it, another team that's going to be like, oh, look at Wayne Kiffin going, you know, that kind of deal? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine it, Lane it Kiffin doing, doing midnight yells? Hell no. Juice will go over there. Square Juice will go over there and whip up on Reveille. That would be that would be like that. I mean, that is straight square peg round hole. I don't know who they'd hire, oh. but uh, anyway. Mm. Mm. All right, back to uh, that to the SEC. If you guys don't mind, one game. I think uh, Ben, you probably want to lock this one up. I'm gonna let you go ahead and do it. Have at it. MSU <laughs> travels to LSU. MSU minus two and a half. I don't want to watch this game. I'm not gonna watch this game. I don't want to think about this game. I want to talk about this game. These two teams, no one wins when these two teams play. Before I'm gonna ben, before Ben goes. I'm just gonna say the power of the human jukebox. A week after is gonna give LSU enough, and they're gonna win this game. Uh, That's it. No actual now. Yeah. Anal- no actual analysis about the game because this is a stupid, weird game. I know Ben's gonna be all over the all over the dogs, um, ring true, all that stuff. I just we got college football can be Bowl dumb sometimes. Over here, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Go going out with you. Um, what time do they kick? Five o'clock. If they're trying to fit in that double header, uh, this game's at five. The A&M game's at eight. So every once in a while, you just pick oh. that that double header. It will eventually be a night game, and we know what happens in Baton Rouge at night. Oh, man. This is really LSU's first. I mean, they played in New Orleans, but this is their first SEC game at home under Brian Kelly. Um, I thought they – I thought LSU started – I mean, they obviously did. They started kind of figuring things out late against Florida State. I still don't know how good or bad Florida State is. Florida State looked better to me um, than they had in the past, especially up front, and especially that transfer they – they got from Albany or wherever. Um, the curse just a guy. really good evaluation in the office. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, I don't. State's laying two and a half. I don't think I'm gonna. We may circle back to it. I'm gonna. Mm, I don't know. Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> Let me think about it. Do it, man. It's so tight. It's so it opened in the futures market last week at state minus one. So steam has moved in state's direction. Um, even after LSU, you know, beat down Southern last week, which is kind of surprising. It's surprising that State took money. You know what I mean? State is not a public team. What, whatever State is in this world, they are not a public darling no. of gamblers. No. So it's fascinating to me that State took immediate money. But it's also – it's equally as fascinating that that immediate money has never moved it over the key number of three. So it's like Vegas is drawing a line here. The market is drawing a line. Like State two, two and a half, and no more, Right. I, that's fascinating to me. I think there's a battle going on probably among some sharks here, among some some guys laying major money to keep it below that field goal. I think State's the better team, top to bottom, but how much better? I don't know. I mean, LSU, it, it, it's like Auburn. Right. Y'all mentioned with Auburn. LSU is going to have a, ta- a talented roster as long as LSU has a football team. Mm-hmm. I think top to bottom, just by recruiting rankings, LSU should have more talent, but we know their defensive line is banged up. We know they're at a decided disadvantage at the quarterback position. Um, LSU's got better receivers. Coaching is relatively even. I mean, Leach does his thing with the scheme and sort of stay, keeps his hands off of State's defense. The State's defensive coordinator is really good. 
State's defensive line, again, it's better than OSU's at this point because of injuries. Home field kind of negates some of that. I don't know. It feels super sharp. I wouldn't be surprised okay. for like a, you know, State 28-24, LSU 28-24. It's a coin flip. I'll give you some actual analysis. I won't talk about bands, um, which, by the way, the human jukebox is the best band in college football. I don't care what anybody says. Um we all know what happens when Mike Leach goes against a team that has superb athletes in the front seven and a good secondary. Yep. Yep. They're going to bring pressure with three or four, and they're going to drop seven or eight. That's what they're going to do. Can Will Rogers do it time and time and time and time and time again? Dinkin and Duncan, can he do it against a legitimate roster with P5 talent, blue chip guys? I- I don't know. I think State's actually like a decent to good team this year. But this just feels funny. Like, I I don't know. I still don't know what Jaden Daniels gives you at quarterback. I still don't know what no Mason Smith on the front line for, for LSU, but you know they're going to have dudes over there. I just feel like this is a game where just sometimes talent just wins out, even though it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I- I'll just say this briefly. If y'all watched any of the Arizona-Mississippi State game last weekend, Arizona's quarterback has the most chaotic energy I've ever seen in a quarterback. Oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Every, oh. every pass is like a 13-step drop where he's like spinning and throwing with his, the wrong hand. It's just the craziest shit I've ever watched. You cannot was, gauge Mississippi State off of that game. Like, there, there's no way no. To, to interpret now, them. And I watched every single snap of that, and they still do not – truly have a run game they um the no, the, they don't. the real thing you know to, when you go to baton rouge and win if you're not like super duper talented it's typically when you're old or have like a really good quarterback in state good is point. old and has is flirting with having a really good quarterback who's also old so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm gonna lay the points i i don't think i'm gonna lock it in though this is Austin said it best. I, I could see 28-24 either side. I mean, yeah. or 35-31 either side. Like, I I do think, though, as they flirt into closer to 30, it really favors State. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know that LSU has the guns or, you know, the bullets in the chamber to keep pace with that, even with the good receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. Butte was almost checked out in the Florida State game. Now, I don't no, know if they fed him a million times against Southern – but you know that that did that did not look like it was going to stay a healthy relationship all year between he and the and the rest of the offense offense and the coaching staff and everything. That's a matchup to watch. Though I'm glad you brought up Boutte. They're going to put Emmanuel Forbes on him. Yeah, How, you know Forbes is who, good. He is. He's good. He 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 played extremely well against Arizona. Now it's Arizona. They don't have a Cajun Boutte, so. I don't know. Again, this is the opposite episode. I'm going LSU, but sorry. Mm. Y'all have fun watching that one. I refuse to. That's just not a game. Not a will thing. Be, will I'll, it be a I'll, good I'll, uniform I'll matchup, though? Uh, I depends on what she's <laughs> wearing. Their kits. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 good That's right. Suits. Oh, if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and lock in. Nothing Don't you dare. I'm, I'm moving on to a new game. Don't I'm you I'm going to lock in what are you the doing? Tigers of Memphis. Oh. They're playing Arkansas State. I actually don't know. I could. Is I this in Jones Boogie? 
Good. No, it's, no, in, it's, in, it's in Liberty Bowl. I, it's in Memphis. I guess I could have used Winsipedia to look up Memphis and Arkansas State uh, and see what their <laughs> record is. I just feel like I'm doing if you right do, now, though, I'm you get put on a watch list. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – it was said, are you sure you want to click this link? I'm about to get um, flagged because I'm looking it up. I, I, I am too. I just feel like Memphis – and I, I'm, I'm incorrect. Last year was 55-50. But I feel like Memphis is way more talented than Arkansas State. I feel like it's a game that they just blow Arkansas State out. They recruit a different caliber of player. I don't think this Arkansas State team is, is quite as good as they have been, you know, in years past. The last couple of matchups skewed heavily in favor of Memphis before last year. Which was in Jones Buggy, which was excuse me Siri, which was in Jones Buggy. <laughs> I think Memphis is going to run away with this. They ran away last week with uh, the game against, I believe it was uh, Army. Is that, if that's if that's right, yeah, Navy, um, Navy, Navy, yeah, Navy, yeah. Well, Same thing. Of the military confused. Uh, so yeah, I just think that Memphis is a much better team. I mean, they 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 dogged Navy last week, 37-13. They didn't do much against MSU in, in, in week one. They did score a few points. But, I, I mean, the all they've got to do is – The same yeah, Navy the that got beat by Delaware. Yeah, this is oh. true. This is true. Shout out, shout out Joe. Is dogging Navy is not Liberty something. I, I think Central Arkansas made dog Navy. It's at the Liberty Bowl, and no one goes into the Liberty Bowl and walks out with victory. What is it? Memphis, what? It. Where, are they, where are they laying? That's the problem. That's the problem. It's minus 14 and a half. So I am giving, <laughs> I am giving the hook there. This is um, win by 17. Degenerate. Do it. Do it. All right. So the, the series is 31 23 5 Memphis. Way closer than I would have anticipated. Memphis is on a three game win streak. Um, but this is the even oh, more wow. interesting stat the largest margin of victory for Arkansas State in a win. 47 to 3. That was in 2011. Think, think about that. Think about that. Who's the, who's the coach at Arkansas State? We, pro- we probably lost to Memphis that year. Hey, you know who that coach was, baby. Hugh Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, Mr. Takavaka himself. Um, <laughs> God. Nick, what a ballsy pick. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, you're right though. I did not think I did not think they would dog Navy, and they straight up dogged them. I mean, just they dog they walked them. They thumped them. They whipped them. They licked it. Um, <laughs> all right, we we any we gotta get to more SEC games, right? Or are we done? I mean, there are more SEC games if you if you guys like really want to get to them, but I don't know that you do really want to get to them. I mean, okay, the other games obviously we'll get to Ole Miss at some point. Abilene Christian goes to Missouri. Youngstown oh, State goes to Kentucky. Vandy, Northern Illinois, Iowa, I'm not discussing. Let's just go um, to do Ole Miss and Bama. Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk Ole Miss. And then after that, there the other only other SEC game you might even want to think about is South Florida at Florida. And, I mean, that's oh, not God, be no. I'm, it, it's All a right. bad week. It really is. All right, let's I'll get to the refs. For Ole do Miss. it, Ben. Do I'll it. lock in the line. Love what is it. it? 15 and a half. Whoa, you making your own lines now? No, I'm guessing. 16, 16 and a half, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a four touchdown. Uh, you could just make it up and, and say 14 and a half. And Who half. knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, th- this was the largest or second largest discrepancy on the SP Plus. 
Georgia Tech is so terrible, and I think we give them a lot of credit for playing Clemson close for like a quarter and a half or something. Yeah, like I don't really, but everybody and, saw that game yes, in the fourth yes, quarter, though. Yeah, exactly. So it look, there's not a lot to say here. Ole Miss is kind of, you know, I think that Dart's going to take most of the snaps, and that's kind of we're going to put that thing to bed. Um, the uh, the I think running he might game, take all of them. Yeah, he might. The running game is the uh is the best it's ever been probably uh, from a holistic standpoint um yeah. uh, Georgia Tech is terrible um Jeff Sims completed like I think he's one for five on passes over 20 yards this year something like that like something terrible um and and I don't and the only way I think to beat Ole Miss right now, at least to to dominate them, is to either be able to whip them up front, which Georgia Tech's not going to be able to do, or beat them over the top. And Ole Miss has not given up more than 21 points since Auburn last year. And before that, I think I think it was Alabama. There might have been one game in the – oh, Tennessee, which was the 26-point deal. A- anyway – so I don't know. I mean, Georgia, they're not going to suddenly give up 28 to Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech's not going to keep Ole Miss below 30. So I don't know. So, like, if Ole Miss gets in the 30s, I think Georgia Tech, or let's say 35, 38, I think Georgia Tech scores somewhere between 14 to 17, and Ole Miss covers, you know, they they win by 18 to 21. That That's my prediction. And if Ole Miss gets in the 40s, I mean, it's a comfortable cover. Okay, so you you have made my case. I'm just going to co-sign, and I'm going to lock in the under here at yeah. Six, yeah. It, 65, yeah. 64. Yeah, I think it's where, 65. Where I think. Oh, love there's that. no, love there's that. no way this game smells the no. 60s. Like, there's no way. No, this no is crazy. No the way. market has fallen in love with the narrative around Ole Miss, and they just are not paying attention anymore. Ole Miss, for over a year now, has been a stone cold under team. We have been for a oh, long yeah. time now. It's crazy that it's, we keep seeing this, numbers like this. It's the whole misconception about the score from far and Lane Kiffin being the exactly the going fast and all that stuff. Yep, we have yep. some drives where we do, but like yep. we're also ball control offense now. I mean, we run the football and play defense. Yes, and we're yep. going to run it Saturday. And eat, let let's say we go crazy with tempo and Jackson Dart is throwing seventy yard bombs. How is Georgia Tech getting above twenty one? Last week, look, Jeff Sims last week was eight for 17 with 100 yards passing. That was against Western Carolina. Yeah. That ain't it, dog. Yeah. So he's going to suddenly do that against AJ Finley? Yeah, they're not scoring over 21. They're just not. And so, like, 38 17 reps. Yeah. Yeah. 38 17 is the the score. That ain't no Mm -hmm. guess is what it's going to be. Damn right. Yeah. (laughs) Like Vicky Valancourt. Y'all are saying everything that I've been saying all week. Um, I mean, Georgia Tech, they don't have any playmakers. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is playing for Alabama. Jared Ivey's playing for Ole Miss. Like, they they don't have like, – Jeff Sims looked a – couple, a couple of drives against Clemson, he was serviceable. Like, did some things that were cool. Like, he can run around. He's athletic. This Ole Miss defense, I know they haven't played anybody legit, but Maurice Crum and Chris Partridge – are I mean violence is the word. I mean you watch the season and they break it down after practice and it's violence on two. Like they are trying to murder people. 
Ole Miss may not have played speaking. anybody yet, but they look different on defense, even from last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like mean, we, I don't know that Ole Miss has ever had linebackers that look like we do. We have right now, which is wild well, because a, two NFL guys played last year. Yes, correct. From, from a scheme standpoint, too, if you really want to talk X's and O's, like Sims is a mobile quarterback. He's a dual threat. He can run. But our defense, we play zone 90% of the time. We're going to be looking at the quarterback in our drops. It's tough to run against a zone defense yeah, that, as, a, as a mobile quarterback. You're, we're not, that's not a good offense to have against us. Exactly. Not, I mean, and unless you have, like, Alabama-type athletes, there, there's not – you need to have, like, really, really fast receivers who can beat us down the field to have a good chance at, you know, getting into the 30s, you know, or – over 21 against us. I mean, w- let's talk about how good Tennessee was on offense last year. We can make fun of them. Feels like 98, whatever. We talked about it. What did Hinton Hooker have, like 35 touchdowns and three picks? Would yeah. They didn't score 30 on Ole Miss. And Ole Miss exactly. was yeah. banged up that night. And let me tell you all, I, I was in the stadium with Zach. That is the rowdiest building I've ever been in, ever. Yeah. I mean, they've never been that jacked best, up. Best live sporting event I've ever been to in my life. Yes. And they still didn't score 30. Tennessee yeah, I, Sims and Sims is no Hendon Hooker. No. no, and they don't have I, the Tennessee receivers. No, no. I, I mean, this is this is. I mean, Austin said it. I mean, this is going to be a by the book Lane Kiffin dominant road victory. They run the football extremely well. I know the offensive line has had issues. I think they're going to get right this week against a really average Georgia Tech defensive front. Um, and I don't know if it's going to matter because Zach Evans is so good. Quinchon Judkins, I, dude's a stud. Um, that guy's yeah, going to be the way, all SEC at, before he leaves. At, let, let's wildly speculate for 30 seconds. Q tweeted something about taking – he tweeted the taking it personally gift, the, the Jordan gift. So did Georgia Tech, like, turn out some bulletin board material or something this week? <laughs> I didn't uh, see I hope that'd so. be hilarious if they did. If so, he's going to run for like 300 well, yards. Yeah. So, I, was, I would never uh, do that again. He's like Trent Richardson was in college. Seriously. Like, you cannot uh, tackle the dude. If they if they did, I know people have asked. Uh, I get one pass a week. Um, if they did give Quinchon Dudkins bulletin board material, they're fucked. Because um, that dude is a tank. Um and I think this is going to be a, a picture-perfect example of the run game helping Jackson Dart get acclimated in the offense and get comfortable. I still think Altmaier's banged up. I, I know that they're saying he's going to give it a go. I know he's saying that he's fine. He took a couple he, – he took at least one day off this week. He didn't throw. Um, I think you're going to finally see a Jackson Dart that's going to be a little more comfortable. He's not looking over his shoulder seeing if he's going to be taken out for a series. I think he's going to really settle in. Michael Trigg flashed a lot last week. I think you're going to continue to see him more and more in the offense. That's just quite the security blanket to have, along with the run game being so good. But I feel like y'all have touched on it. The sneaky storyline, I feel like, is going to be the defense. I think they're going to be extremely, extremely active early. They're going to force turnovers. They're going to give Jeff Sims fits. He's going to that, – that head's going to be spinning. Um I think that this is going to be it's it's not a legitimate like solid P five team, but it's on the road. It's gonna be a good win. I, I like Ole Miss big here. I'd lay the points if if I was a betting man. No matter how good or bad Georgia Tech is, to go on the road and beat a power five opponent by two or three scores, similar to what Mississippi State just did to Arizona, mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. nothing but good for the team psyche. 
a team sure. is trying to gel. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, defense is good, man. That you know the secondary is solid, and the front seven has really quietly through two games. Again, not great opponents, but they've been much better than expected. What did you say, uh, Austin? What did you say that over under was again? Is it sixty four and a half or sixty five? Sixty four flat. Yeah, I think I think sixty four and a half. And I, I know you already locked it in. I wish I could double lock it, but I just listen to you guys talk and, and thinking back. I'm not yet in love with our offense, and I think we we were a little bit more methodical and prodding uh, than than we probably need to be to get to that number. I do not see Georgia Tech score many points. I think. Honestly, I'm not sure on Miss Covers in this game. I, I mean, I hate to be skeptical here, but I kind of think it's going to be a little bit more of a low score, and I think Ole Miss wins, maybe even comfortably, but I, I really just don't think that our offense is there yet, which is okay because we've still got Tulsa, and then we've got obviously you know, a tough game against Kentucky, and then we've still got one more preseason game against Vanderbilt. So there's still time for, the, for that offense to get there. Why don't you go ahead and I walk mean, in Mississippi State? This week too, I since do, you're going to be such I the wettest point. So Nick not. is locking in Georgia Tech. Is that the, the yeah best? Georgia Tech money line? <laughs> yeah, Nick. yeah take the other side for me, said, Nick. I locked in Ole Miss. Take Georgia Tech. I tell you what, if you'll give me the all line that, that Bill C with SP Plus has twenty eight, I'll take it. I'll take the Georgia Tech. <laughs> but I, I think the number is way off. I think Ole Miss is going to play best case scenario in the thirties. And I think we win. So you tell me how that how that's getting above. You know, do you think do you think Georgia Tech scores three or two or more touchdowns against Ole Miss? I think Georgia Tech scores nope seventeen ish. <laughs> now, now is that sixteen with a, a couple of field goals or something like that? Is that thirteen with two field goals and a touchdown, perhaps? But I don't think Georgia Tech's getting above seventeen. I don't think Ole Miss is getting to 40. I don't think it's getting here close to 64. Matter of fact, I don't even know where they're getting that line from. That that seems, That's what I'm saying. This is crazy. I don't – this is crazy. This is like 15 points too high. Like, if you put the number at 55, I'd still be like, yeah, kind of probably going to go under. And I then, I just and then Ole Miss else. comes out and wins 45 to well, 20. Then I will gladly hand you 20 bucks on the way out, cheering, we just beat the hell out of you. You know what I mean? Like, if – if we do that, that's great. I just don't think that offense is a score from far type, you know, two plays, 77 yards, uh, 34 seconds type like it, like it was. In a lot of I don't this, think it's that yet. A lot of this run is how too bad Georgia Tech is. I mean, it, yeah. I think our offense is – it's mm, they sure. really are that bad. I mean, we're going to – the problem is, is they're going to – if if – what Vegas thinks and what the numbers say, they're going to go three and out a lot. And Ole Miss is just going to have the ball so much that eventually they're going to get into the thirties. <clears throat> I still, I saw what I, we did last week that. one at one time down close to the goal line. I think it was with Allmeyer still in the game. I don't recall the exact plays. The roll left, where he yeah, we rolled up to the short, yeah, to the short side of the field after running enough to gut twice. I just don't know that the play calling's there. Like that was abysmal, and that was against Central Arkansas. Hell and all it say. takes is one or two of those. All it takes is one or two of those to not get you know into the forties for the offense. I, I, I really don't think that the that we're there yet. I'll say this, and then we'll move on because we gotta get our locks in. I oh, think Lord. you start to see 
a little more Jackson Dart pulling it, keeping it, using those legs. Um, I've I've been field level. I have stood next to Jackson Dart. Dude is an absolute horse. Um, I don't think Georgia Tech, outside of the defensive line, has anybody that wants to tackle that guy. Um, yeah. So I, I think because he's a he's more than capable. I mean, he is every bit as athletic as Matt Corral. I don't know what they forty wise. I don't know foot speed, but I mean the dude ran for over a thousand yards as a high school senior. He didn't have to run it a lot for USC. He was banged up with the knee injury, and they ran the air raid. He can run it. I mean, this isn't some statue. So I think you're going to see a little more using the legs from Jackson Dart. So that comes into play in the red zone where everybody's keen on Zach Evans or Quinshawn Judkins, and then he pulls it and just walks in. So, all right. Outside of Nick, I think all we're right, all saying Ole Miss is comfortably winning. Okay. I, let's, okay. Let's not pile <laughs> on here. I think Ole Miss is comfortably winning. If you told me Ole Miss won, like, 31-17 and didn't cover. Okay, that's, that's fine. That, that, that's not crazy. That's not how that, – yeah. Now that you're saying that, that makes more sense rather than how you prefaced it earlier. I'm just I'm just guarding my heart a little bit. That's all. Yeah, okay. All right. That's fair. All right. Austin, you got a lock for us? You're, you're the only one, one with still with one. Oof. Uh, let's chop up another game and let me look at the board. Um. I got, a couple, I got a couple in the hopper if you, if you want to give yeah, a minute. Fire, fire on one. Go ahead. All right. I'm doing it. Oregon minus three and a half. They're getting it done. And Austin, I don't even know if I mentioned it last week or the week before. I read Shoe Dog. It's phenomenal. Highly recommend. Shout out to Uncle Phil. Oregon's getting it done. Um, I – I don't know. I just feel like this is a letdown spot for BYU, and I think that it's going to be a tight one, but Oregon gets it done. Um, I'm going Oregon. That's a good pick. It's a weird spot for BYU. And, again, if they don't get those receivers back, I don't know how they score. It, yeah. I, they couldn't run the ball against Baylor. And I said it before, back-to-back weeks against a defensive-minded head coach, you know Dan Landing's going to have them ready. All right. I'm going to go – off the beaten path a little bit here. Let's go to uh, mm-hmm. let's go to uh, Manhattan, Kansas, and give mm. me K State Tulane over. Can I give forty seven and a half? Oh, I love Why? this. Look, people are sleeping on K State. They rolled up forty last week against Mizzou. If, they might win if, the Big Twelve. They might win the Big Twelve, and right now, if you could get them oh. at like ten to one, which I think is still out there, it's probably. Like, I was. I would throw a dart at that dartboard. God, we're gonna have to play Kansas State in the bowl game last sure. week. Yeah. I was not sleeping on them last week. No, you were not. You appreciated it for the yeah. overcast skies and, and gloomy weather. Yeah, but I'm going. Look, all I need at Tulane here, I think, is 14, 17 points. Now, Mizzou couldn't do that for us last week, but. I think Tulane might actually be as good or better than Mizzou. I think Kansas State is just going to do its thing week after week. They're going to ground and pound. And with Deuce Fall and Adrian Martinez, they roll up yards. They roll up points. I think they get into the high 30s, maybe the low 40s again. If they get to 38, I don't need a lot from Tulane to go over 47 and a half. That's a low number in college football. I know these are two run-based offenses, but because they're sort of novel offenses, it's – I think they're it's it's different than just facing 
you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. Like these can be dynamic run offenses. You don't see really Fritz's offense every day. K-State has two really good college football players. I don't think Tulane stops them much, if at all. And again, just just give me 17, Tulane, and we go over 47 and a half. This is one of the picks of the week for SP+. Plus. Oh, is it? Yeah, over 48. Yeah, the, the projected oh, score is 35 to 20. There. So it's a 7.5 differential, 7.4. Wow, okay. Love it. Hell yeah, Austin. Oh, another interesting thing here. I know we're talking about Kansas State, but y'all know who leads the country in scoring right now? Kansas State. Kansas. Kansas. Who's at the over two and a half? We're fixing to nab that. Maybe not this yeah, they week, may... but Houston. They no, maybe this week. week. Could be. Wait, what was they're, the they're number on that game, Austin? Sure. 47 and a half is the total, I think, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Who are they playing? Tulane. That's right. Okay. In Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting in the dock, making sure I got the number right. What What are my locks right now? Do y'all have them? You got uh, Oklahoma and Ole Miss. I've got another one. Ben, if you want to keep looking at it, go I'll ahead. just go ahead and take this one. Because this is not your, like, Liberty Flames from last year team. They beat Southern Miss 29-27 on the road, and they hosted UAB last week and beat them 21-14. They go to Wake Forest this week. Okay. Yes. Hold it. Wake Forest put it on Vanderbilt last week. That 45-25 score was not indicative of what they did. But I'm going to change things up a touch here. Okay, I'm going to make sure you can still get this line before I bet it. Obviously, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take first half. Wake Forest minus nine and a half. I love it because under the key number of ten, all they've got to do is be up ten yep. points at the half. I think Wake Forest is running them. This line is sixteen and a half for the game, so that's still a pretty good number because it's under seventeen. Yeah. But I mean, if you told me this one was, you know, twenty four to ten, twenty four to seven, something like that at the half, I believe it. Oh man, I I love that. That was that was in the notes app. I was eyeing that one. Great pick. Um, yeah, Sam Hartman. Come on, like the dude's back. He's yeah. Liberty sucks. I mean, they needed multiple overtimes to beat a Southern Miss team that is terrible. Uh, there's no Malik Willis bailing them out week in week out. So yeah, love that. Ben, you got one. You want me to get my third? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. We are going to go 8 p.m. Eastern, so 7 on God's time. Whoever, whatever God you hold up there. Um, Central time's on God. <laughs> six God. Practicing your freedom of religion. Six, 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 six. Uh, Air Force at Wyoming um, in Laramie. Don't care. Uh, Falcons are going to fly high here. Um Wyoming is terrible. Uh, Air Force is a good team. Yeah, they, they are. In Austin, we talked about it last weekend in the, in the chat, um, or I guess we all were talking about it. When a team runs the triple option exceptionally well, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's borderline erotic. Shout yeah. out to Bert. I mean, God, I love it. I mean, I. Phew. 
I mean, this last game's week, on fr- no, Friday night, by the way. Don't forget that. Yes, yes, yes. Tune in, uh, seven central. Um, right, Nick, what are you showing? I see Bill C had it at 17. I've seen it at, I guess it was earlier in the week when I put it in the notes app. It was 14 and a half. What's it at right now? Yeah, it's at, I've got it at 16. So a Damn worse it. number, but I mean, okay. if you think they're going to blow them out, the difference in 14 and a half and 16 is, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, lock it in. I ain't scared. Um, yeah, come on. I, the triple option is just going to just suffocate them. I just don't think – I mean, come on. This isn't – Josh Allen's not playing for this Wyoming team. They're not good, and I think I think Air Force is is a really good ball club. Um, I will say, I, I, just to kind of reinforce my pick here, um, I, I, not going to be competing – for a P5 job, I don't think. But, man, I mean, can we take a breather? And we're running long as it is. But, I mean, people people love when we just go long and just talk about gambling and, you know, bullshit. But Troy Calhoun has been at Air Force since 2007. And my guy just – he's had some duds here and there. But he wins. And they won 10 games a year mm-hmm. ago. I People forget that. They won 10 games, and they won the first responder bowl, which I feel like is kind of rigged for them to win because they're, you know, service academy. But, I, I mean, come on. Like, good team. Really good coach. They they, they know their brand, and I think they're just going to put it on them on Friday night. So, yeah, tune in. I'll be, I'll be over at Pope John Paul checking out. 2023 old Miss commit Bryson Sanders and Baylor school. They're going to be down there. And then I'm going to hustle back home and I'm going to try to catch the end of this beat down. I was eyeing the under there, but I think air force may run wild and uh, screw that. So last week against Colorado, they were dominant. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, I love my buff boys, but they got whipped. Well, since I went before y'all, y'all go keep going. <laughs> I've right, got so, one, uh, but I don't think y'all are going to play it. I, matter of fact, I know you're not. So go ahead. I, I'm debating what a tease. Like two or three that are real, real gambles. Like not sicko stuff necessarily, but just can like we, if I'm wrong, it's gonna I'm gonna be I, badly wrong. Can I yeah, throw what, some out you, just to see if I might hit you? Yeah, yeah. What you got? Are you thinking Old Dominion covering? I was thinking I was looking at Old Dominion. I was looking <laughs> yeah. at look. Kansas and Houston over, but there's there's there are major weather pick. concerns, major oh, weather okay. concerns. That, yeah, yeah. So look, if it's clear there Saturday, you wake up, the weather's good in Houston, over fifty seven cashes easily because look, Kansas is going to get in the thirties. Kansas scores suddenly, um, but with the weather threat, I'm going to avoid it. Let's gamble, guys. Let's go with UTSA against the Texas Longhorns. What number <laughs> can I get? <laughs> Well, yes. tell me it's over ten. I gotta have over ten. Uh, yes. I've got you at eleven. I got. I guess you twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Perfect. Give it to me. All right. So this this is their this like Super Bowl doesn't begin to describe the mentality that UTSA will have to go on the road and play Come Texas. On. Come all on. these dudes. All these dudes wanted a Texas offer coming out of high school, and they didn't yes. get one. Yes. And now they yes. get Texas. After Texas just got kicked in the nuts in a just deflating loss against Bama, a game they could have won, not to mention the fact Ewers is hurt, 
Card is hurt. He was gimpy by the end of that game. He was. He was. Does Texas get off the mat for this game? This game, they're well, going to feel like they need to be, I don't think, you know, getting the – go ahead. I don't think Card's playing. I was just going to add on to that. Oh, is he not? So, who's playing? That, uh, their third string guy. That's just according to – listening to CBS talk, talking earlier, and they don't think that he's going to play. It's a, it's a The third string guy, don't know is, his name. Because they were saying Texas's defense may just have to win it for them. Is, and they may. Uh, are they going to have to kick all the gin bottles off the PJ and get Arch up there? <laughs> so, look, we know Texas has the more talented roster. It's not even close. But I'm just saying, can can Texas get off the mat this week after that game against Bama with, by the way, a conference game looming next week where they have to go to Texas Tech? I just don't mm. see them. I don't see them playing at, like, a, a really high level against UTSA. I think it's going to be sleepy. I'm not sure the crowd's going to be into it. And also, there's been a lot of talk out of Texas over the last week as though they won the game against Bama. Like, Gary Patterson tweeted something about taking credit for the game. They didn't win. They <laughs> lost. You lost the game. Like, they deserve to win the game probably, and they probably would have won the game had you were stayed healthy. But they lost. Yeah. I, there's just a feeling right now that Texas has arrived after a loss I think this is one where if they're not careful, UTSA could clip you, them here. You mentioned the players in the Super Bowl. Also, you got to remember head coach Texas Lifer outside of a brief stint in Arkansas, Jeff Trailer. Yep. Yep. You know he's going to have him fired up. I mean, I love this pick. Beat, beat, motherfuckers. Like, this is, yeah, I love it. All right, are we ready? Are you going to do it to him? Y'all still got Y'all still got any? Okay, um, real quick, just last thing. I'm done. UTSA won 12 games last year, by the way. Good gosh. Oh, yeah, Come this on. is not a Cinderella story. I mean, they're a good football program. Like, they're good football. They're 2-0 and o to start the season, both overtime games. Um, they're not a bad team. No, actually, Wait, I guess no, they, they, dropped the first, they dropped the first one. That's right. That's right. Took Houston mm-hmm. to overtime and managed to yeah, lose yeah. on a two-point conversion. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're a good football team, though. They return a, a, a senior quarterback, a veteran team i mean it traders a good coach like you said zach legendary high school football coach in texas apparently so he's gonna have them ready like they're gonna be sky high for this and texas is certainly not going to be so what what is the line now on western kentucky and indiana oh i like this <laughs> earlier i almost grabbed it let's see indiana is Minus, it's either six and a half or seven, depending on which. Okay, give me Western Kentucky plus seven. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Western I, Kentucky's like quarterback is good. Austin Reed oh, is yeah. good, and they he are blowing good. people out. And they also lead the country in like several defensive categories. Listen, Indiana screwed me, and so it's kind of like a personal vendetta in that, or <laughs> really Illinois screwed me in that game. But yeah. they they're getting Martin a lot Bird of benefit. screwed you. Do what? Bert screwed you. Yes, he did. Like, and, yeah, and yeah. So Indiana's getting a lot of love for a game that they really shouldn't have won. Um, Western Kentucky's going to go to Indiana. I'm. I don't know that they're going to win outright. I think they are. SP Plus has them predicted to win outright. Um, mm. But um, give me the seven points. I don't know. I, I just can't imagine Indiana beating anybody by more than a touchdown right now. And yeah, also, I, think, I mean, I mean. And the line, the total is like in the 60s. Look, if the game gets into the 60s, it's because Western Kentucky's running the ball, the score up. It's not yeah. because 
Connor yeah. Basilak is doing it. So, I mean, I just – Indiana's also so bad against the run. There's – there's a, I know way too much about Indiana because I've, like, studied them before that <laughs> Illinois game. They, they're just not good. I think that Western Kentucky covers easily, if not wins outright. And if – as a seven-point dog on the road, you might get, like, a, a 230 – in the in the uh juice something like that Mm -hmm. might be considered that might be something to consider playing well i mean people i don't know if people remember this or not the athletic did a piece on it i mean lane kiffin gave austin reese a call oh yeah i don't think i knew that or austin Austin reed excuse me duke can play quarterback oh yeah he's good he ain't no bones now they've played austin p in hawaii so let's keep that perspective and they also had to travel to hawaii and come home to go to bloomington so that's something to consider but i still think they're gonna i mean the guy's got like 600 yards or something 550 and like seven touchdowns no picks i mean he's he's good and and west kentucky's a team that it's kind of like when you play i mean this is just gonna name another directional school i'm not meaning to but like middle tennessee if you don't show up they will absolutely hang around with you to the point where you're ner- nervous by the end of the game. And, Indiana and, was was down ten zero last week to Idaho at the half. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet the uh, the Hoosiers they suck. Don't sit up <laughs> on the toppers, baby. Shout out, shout out to my boy Cleve. He made some good money when they went to they went to the island. Um, he might be on them this week. If not, I'm gonna tell him because I love this pick. Indiana is In- garbage. Indiana and Western Kentucky, the talent level is probably closer than yeah. Indiana and half of the Big Ten. Oh, no I mean, doubt. Look, Ole Miss is going to play – has played already uh, like two Western Kentucky transfers this year. At Brooks and Dayton Wade, the wide receiver, have both played a lot of reps for Ole Miss – so I know that I'm not saying that Western Kentucky's roster is just full of guys that can full play, right. on the, but still, it just tells it speaks to the level of talent that they are bringing in and have brought in over the last few years. There. Yeah. All right, we got them all in. Locks are flowing. Hopefully, I get off the mat this week. Pick up the uh, the slack. You guys are carrying me right now through two weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I said, of course, you say this every week because it's gambling, and of course, you like all the picks. But good board, love it. Um, but that's gonna do it for hit that line week three. Um, we will be back obviously next week talking week four. Um, I don't know what what are we thinking, boys? We we're gonna do a recap show on Sunday. Uh, we we said we weren't gonna do any of the. The quote preseason games. This is a P five game. I think we uh we might be due for a for a recap episode on Sunday. Yeah, we, we can get that together. Yeah, if we okay. win. Um, so we will have a uh, <laughs> Jesus. We'll have a hangover edition of the uh the hit that line show. Um, do a recap of the game. We'll I don't know. We maybe we'll do one for Tulsa, but yeah, obviously conference play moving forward. We will do those all year. Um, but uh, shout out to the fellas. Ben, Nick, Austin, as always, pleasure. Um, thanks to the sponsors that make the show possible. And, of course, thanks to you, the listener. 
for tuning in. We will uh, count up the uh, we'll tally up the wins and the losses. We'll let you know on Sunday in the recap episode how we did. But uh, thanks for uh, for joining and uh, enjoy the weekend. Until then, we out.